Welcome to the Get Your Health Together podcast, your go-to source for optimizing your metabolism, hormones, and results, plus a little tough love along the way. I'm your host, Lexi Swearingen, a holistic online health and fitness coach for women who want to understand the why behind their transformation while also living in the moment. I'm here to bridge the gap between macros and mindful eating, and have helped hundreds of women achieve their physique goals while also prioritizing optimal health. Now it's your turn. It's time to get your health together. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to the Get Your Health Together podcast. I'm your host, Lexi, and as always, I am so excited to have you guys here. Um, This, today's episode, is a very long-awaited episode. I don't know if you guys have been awaiting it, but... I'm going to be talking about my knee. So I'm going to be talking about the injury I've been going through these past, what, almost eight months now, I think. Um, These past eight months, I'll be talking about what happened, you know, what's happening now, what the process has been like. I think talking about it is valuable for so many reasons because I am going to talk about like the medical system and just things I've learned throughout throughout it but then I'm also going to dive into like how it's challenged me on my health and fitness journey um and I think that'll be valuable for you guys as well because I do think it's important to see like hey sometimes these negative things do happen and and, like we do face adversity in our journey and that doesn't need to mean that our results or our progress or anything like that is done for so I'll talk more about that, but I'm really, I'm going to say too, I'm doing this episode and I'm telling my story because I, this sounds so dramatic, like I only have 4,000 followers on Instagram. I genuinely don't know how like big time influencers who have like 100,000 followers or more like do it, but I get asked constantly and like I don't want to talk about it on Instagram because then people ask me about it or, you know, say things that kind of like emotionally upset me or, but if I don't talk about it at all, then I feel like I'm just not even really being authentic on social media. And it's tough because I know that not every person that follows me sees every single thing I post, you know, like some days my stories have half the views that they do on other days. So I know that sometimes I'm getting on my stories and I'm saying like, you know, I don't want to talk about this. And then I'll randomly post something about my knee on another day and everyone's like in my DMs about it. Um, And yeah, so I'm going to tell you guys what's going on. I'm hoping that this will be a good resource. And then also, um, yeah, just save me from talking about it so much. But we're going to get a little nitty gritty with the story. I'm really going to try not to cry. I rarely make it through talking about my knee without crying. So I will do some weekly reflections to start us off. And the the first one, my win for the week, is that as I'm going into this surgery next week, I'm it's a Sunday right now filming this. My surgery is on Tuesday. So in a couple of days, um, you guys will probably be listening to this on Tuesday. So my win is that this past week I've had to really pull back. Like it's been one of those phases of, really pulling back. Um, I mean, we're talking like sub 1000 steps a day, just trying to bring like any inflammation that I can off of my knee. And that's been really hard, but trying to use that delayed gratification and just do what needs to be done. Um, and mindful moment. Another thing that I'll be talking about later in the episode is just, I'm really leaning in to like learning about the nervous system, mind-body connection even more. And this these are things I talk to my clients about all the time. If they're listening to this, they're probably you're probably like, "Okay, Lexi, we get it." <laughs> but yeah, I talk about this stuff all the time and dealing with this injury has just made me see even more um how the mind and the body are so connected even when you might not realize it. So I'll talk more about it, but Let's start with just what was the initial injury. So I got injured on March 3rd, 2023. I fell skiing, pretty hard fall. It wasn't like casual. I was zooming and then I took a big tumble. Um, My ski didn't pop off. So I like essentially steamrolled down the mountain with my ski on my leg. You can imagine what that does to your knee. Um, I had a full ACL 
or whatever they call a rupture, a full ACL rupture. So that just means my ACL was fully torn. Um, a stage two, so like a partially torn MCL. My medial meniscus was torn and I also fractured my knee. Um, and there's a bunch of other like weird things they say in the MRI, but that's, you know, that's the gist of it. Um, I was very, very, very swollen and very debilitated after the injury. So a lot of other people that, and I'm telling any details that I'm adding are because they're probably valuable later in the story. Um, I was very swollen, very debilitated. So some other people that I've talked to who have torn their ACLs or, um, I have another like peer, I guess you would say another coach who tore her skiing and she was like very functional after tearing it like was going to the gym squatting you know or deadlifting whatever doing all the things her knee wasn't really swollen fairly functional right i was never like that like after i tore mine i was very swollen limping in pain um swelling never really like went down before my surgery and all that so i picked a doctor Got my initial MRI done. I picked a doctor. I will call her her Dr. L. I I don't, and I'll say this first too, I do not want to throw anybody under the bus in this story. I'm literally just telling it because I think it's important to hear. Um, I'm going to try to keep people like as anonymous as I can. So my doctor, Dr. L, <laughs> um, a female doctor, super badass, like has a podcast, does a lot in the world of like research and presenting research and doing it and sharing it and I find that admirable you know in the field that I'm in I'm like power woman you know really smart really cares um really into like the industry and all those things I found that again amazing and I didn't want to be mansplained obviously a lot of surgeons are like older men um, I didn't want to be mansplained when I went in for my first appointment with her, like, she's really nice. She explained everything to me about, like, why she was doing what she was doing. So I'll tell you that too right now. But obviously, we went over my MRI and all those injuries that I just shared with you guys. And then she basically explained what she was going to do and why. So I had a full ACL reconstruction and she used a graft from my quad tendon so when you tear your acl they have to use like a new tendon either a graft from like a cadaver graft so not from your own body or they use one of your own tendons they graft out a piece of it and use that to create your new acl so the most common grafts are like a patella tendon graft or a hamstring graft and she used a quad graft for me, which is relatively new, but she explained to me like, hey, we're using your own tissue instead of a cadaver because you are young, your tissue is strong. We're using a quad instead of a hamstring because for females, you often don't have a lot of like mass on your hamstring. Um, there's just less tendon to work with there. So we don't, we can't take as much um, and then it's not as strong and not using the patella tendon because oftentimes women are already kind of like deal with more anterior knee pain and having that patella tendon grafted can make it worse so that was kind of her explanation of that um and i'm like cool great i love being explained you know and then she tells me that she's going to repair my medial meniscus and then she tells me that she's potentially going to add, so there's another small ligament called like the ALL ligament, and not even all adults have this small ligament. Mine was also torn. Um, but basically she tells me something that they do is, some, is this thing called an LET procedure. Um, it's like a lateral, I don't even know, look it up, LET procedure basically adding another like a lateral, which lateral, if you don't know, is like the outside of my body. Um, adding another little lateral support ligament to my knee using my IT band. Um, and that is oftentimes used again for females that might have like hypermobility in their joints. And if you look at my my legs normally, I am a little bit like hypermobile. Like when I fully straighten my leg, I go like past straight, like I hyperextend a little bit. So she said, you know, that's why we add that in. 
okay, great. <laughs> Everything's explained to me. Awesome. And then I went to physical therapy for like a month before I did the surgery to just kind of like, they want you to get your range of motion back as well as you possibly can. Again, this is where I tell you, I did the PT. I technically hit the numbers for like range of motion that I needed, but I was hitting them like in the PT clinic with like as much effort as I could. It wasn't natural or functional. And I was still swollen and in pain. Like I remember limping into my surgery that day and I was like, haha, I'm having a bad knee day. <laughs> um, so going into surgery number one, that was April 4th. So about a month after my original injury. Um, and those are the procedures I got done. You know, they tell me your surgery goes fine, whatever. I woke up from that surgery in horrible pain. Like you get a nerve block whenever you get your ACL done. And I don't think my nerve block ever like took basically. And that can happen sometimes. I remember the anesthesiologist told me like 25% of the time your nerve, the nerve block doesn't work. And I never felt it like wearing off. So I don't think mine works, but I was in horrible pain. Um, that first, I mean, for a while I was in horrible pain, but like that first day was really bad. I won't go into graphic detail. Um, and then you go to a post-surgical appointment like the next day. And then I was miserable then. And then two weeks later is when they like take your bandages off and stuff. Um, so I took, I went to that two week out appointment and they took the bandages off and something about me is I'm very squeamish with like it's not even blood it's really not blood but like lacerations cuts the idea of stitches is like so repulsive to me like you're sewing up my skin I was very afraid of shots as a little kid just because of like I think like the breaking of the skin like I don't know I can't really put my finger on like what makes me squeamish because it's not blood it's just like cuts, I guess. Um, so yeah, they took the bandages off. And th this is just how I am too. Like anytime I get a blood draw, anytime I get a shot, I will just tell the nurse, like, if my eyes tear up, just ignore me. Like keep doing your thing. I'm totally fine. I just get squeamish and it like makes my eyes tear up. Like it grosses me out to have my skin punctured. I'm fine. So basically like same situation there when they took the bandages off my knee i was like it's gonna gross me out but like i'm fine just like do what you need to do so they take the bandages off you know <laughs> my eyes are kind of tearing up i'm grossed out i obviously have these five like massive incisions on my knee like disgusting you know portal portals to my innards i don't want to see that it's just how i am it's not like me being dramatic or whatever um and so keep that in mind for later, but not sure if you guys remember this either, but I was always like behind in my recovery and I was posting about it from like the beginning right after my surgery. I was doing my PT at home. Like I was doing everything I needed to do. I'm like very adherent. So I just never felt normal. I always said like my knee doesn't feel like a knee. Like it doesn't feel like a normal moving joint. Um, and I was always behind. Like you're supposed to reach like 90 degrees of flexion in your knee two weeks after surgery. And I know everyone's not perfect, but it took me like a month to get to 90 degrees. I was going to my college roommate's wedding and I was like, I need to get 90 degrees so I can even like sit on the plane. Um, and then at six weeks, you're supposed to hit like 120. I never got to 120, like ever. Okay. So I was always behind, never felt normal. I was telling them that too from like my two week out appointment. I was like, hey, I'm behind like this. I don't feel like my knee like wants to move. Like things just aren't going right. You know, I was always a little bit like, what do you think? I don't feel like this is going well. And because, um, you know, you have an intuition, like you have a gut feeling. And I feel like I always had that gut feeling and it was always just kind of dismissed. So I was with the same physical therapist from March through July, okay? And he was very vague with me. So I obviously spent a lot of time with him, like three days a week, two days a week, as we got a little into it. And I would always say things like, you know, what do you think about this? Like, I'm obviously behind, like, what are your thoughts? And he would just be like, you know, this happens sometimes. Or like, everyone's timeline is different. 
like you just have to be patient and I'd be like okay well is this normal like have you seen this before and he would just be like you never know (laughs) like just very vague never answer my questions and you know what I'm also in the healthcare world in one way and if a client asks me like well when am I gonna lose weight or like why is this happening I'll say the same thing you know everyone is different and we never really know but I will also tell that client you know it could be this it could be this it could be this here's what I'm thinking this is also frustrating me you know like I will tell them where my head is at and he just wasn't telling me where his head was at and that was very frustrating for me I never like he yeah I don't know it was just frustrating and he was close close with my doctor like they were friends she referred me to him they were on like a texting basis about me um which I thought was good at the time I was like awesome like I have this team they're communicating yay what kind of transpired is that he was kind of communicating to her that I just had like a low pain tolerance and like couldn't tolerate my knee being bent um they also thought that I had like quote anxiety about moving my knee like I was just nervous to bend my knee because they were going back to that time when I was upset about the incisions and like grossed out by the incisions they thought because I was like grossed out by the incisions I had anxiety about moving my knee and I just had like a low pain tolerance Um, Guys, I was a competitive gymnast as a child. Like, I don't believe that I have a very low pain tolerance, to be frank. But, you know, everyone's different. I don't know how you communicate your pain tolerance to someone else. Um, But that comes up later, too. Don't worry. Anyways, my doctor told me to go to therapy. That was her biggest, like, piece of advice was, like, you know, you're just anxious to move your knee. You need to go to therapy. Okay. Um, Whatever. So basically, I did have like a pretty candid conversation with my doctor that I don't, I don't trust the medical system a ton because of like my dad passing away. Like that was kind of a strange situation with, I felt like having to advocate and not getting what you needed, even though you're like trying to communicate. Um, It's a whole nother story in itself. And like, I have tons of clients who need better lab work done from their doctors and I have struggled with my doctor when I got off my birth control like her not giving me great advice and like I just don't trust the medical system to like communicate and listen I don't trust them like I think they take the easy way out a lot of the time and I basically like cried to my doctor and was like I need you to be honest with me like I I don't care if it's not a favorable answer or like if you think it's a hard answer or whatever, but like, I need you to tell me what you're thinking. I need you to communicate with me. Um, I don't want this to go too far. Like, obviously I'm behind, I'm behind and week after week is coming and every appointment, she's just like, give it more time, give it more time. I'm like, okay, do we ever reach a point where it's just like gone too far and we can't do anything about it, right? So I explain all that to her and she's like, no, this is so good to like know about you. Like I hear you. I will be like very candid with you and communicate and all that jazz. Um, And this is like all through the spring, right? Because things just weren't really getting better. And in July, finally, or like, no, I guess this would have been like end of June. So in June, finally, she decided that like I would go in for the second surgery. She said, look, I think you know, it's very possible that you just have too much scar tissue in here and it's not going to move past what we've gotten so far. So like, we're going to go in, we're going to do a manipulation. So basically they put you under anesthesia and fucking crank your knee (laughs) is the the gist of it. We're going to go under, we're going to put you under anesthesia, we're going to manipulate your knee and we're going to get the scar tissue out. We decided that in June. And then she also said, you know, just take a break from physical therapy. Like, you might just need a break. Like, go travel because I went home to Michigan for the summer. Enjoy your break. Like, try to just get your mind on other things. Cool. I did that. Um, I had my surgery scheduled for August 1st. So, 
I finally felt at that point like, okay, she's listening to me. Like she's telling me what needs to be done. Like she's being honest. I felt good about that actually. I felt really good. And then I went home. I went to Michigan for the for the month of July. I still like did my PT stuff at home. I like biked and I swam a lot in the water. They kept telling me like, go in the water. It'll make it less painful and you'll be able to squat. No, I, I couldn't, <laughs> um, but whatever. I did all the stuff anyways. Um, I did a lot of like massage therapy at that time too. So lots of time invested into like my knee and my healing, even though um, it wasn't getting better. And yeah, so that was that. I was still, I was limping a lot. Like my range of motion was, was not good at all. So I get back from that trip in July, go to the doctor, meet with her again for one more time before the surgery. And she just like confirmed me. She was like, yep, this is not good. Like you 100% need to get surgery. Cool. So I go into surgery on August 1st. Basically in that surgery, like I said, they just manipulated my knee. They got the scar tissue out. Um, She took a picture in the OR of like my knee being fully bent, which is cool, whatever. Um... I felt amazing. Like, guys, and I, you if you've been following me for a while, you might remember me getting on my stories and being like, oh my God, I feel so good. I feel so much better than I did after the first one. Like, I was only on my crutches for like a day. Like, and I was hardly even on them. Like, I just kind of walked around, you know, I was on them, but I could like put my foot on the floor for like a day. And then I was like walking. Um, I felt really, really good. I just felt like my knee was finally like, unblocked like it just felt like it was moving again like oh my gosh it's finally like able to move it's not blocked anymore um I had to go to PT every single day for a week so I went I had surgery on Tuesday I went to PT Wednesday Thursday Friday by Friday I got to 120 degrees like relatively easily which is more than I had ever gotten before so I got more range of motion than I'd ever had in like four days. I felt good. My knee felt unblocked. It felt like it was moving with so much more ease. Like there wasn't just that hard blockage in there. Then I woke up Saturday and I was like, it feels like it's tightening up. Like I just felt different. Okay. And this is where I lose a lot of people (laughs) and they start to think I'm freaking crazy. But Saturday I was like, freaking out. I was like, this isn't good. I don't know what's going on. Um, and then Sunday I woke up and it was even worse. Like I remember like I saw my friend at the gym and I was like, dude, something is wrong. Like I was like crying. I was like, this is not good. I feel like it's the same as before, which I like, I realize that sounds crazy. Like on Friday I was doing the best I've ever done. And then Sunday I'm saying it feels the way that it did when I went into that surgery. Like that sounds nuts. I understand that, you know? Um, and I was with a new physical therapist at this point also, I'll tell you. So in August, I started with a new physical therapist. I adore her. I love her. Um, she's a sweet angel. She's very honest with me. It tells me when she's frustrated, tells me what she thinks. Um, so yeah, love her. And I went back to her that next Monday and I was like, dude, something is not right. Like it is stuck again. And she measured it and it was to like 106 or 109 or something. Like I never got back to that 120 again. And at first everyone said, you know, give it time, wait it out. Um, give it time, wait it out. It's very common for people to feel really good after surgery and then like kind of hit a wall. So that could just be what's happening. And then I went to the doctor again and she was like, you just need to do more soft tissue work, like get a massage gun, foam roll. Everything's just tight. And I'm like, okay. She said, give it four weeks of that. I'm like, okay. Um, which kind of sucks because it's like, all right, I just waste a month of my life like doing this if it doesn't work. And that's basically what happened. But I did it every day. Like I foam rolled every day, massage gun every day, um, all these things. And I was like, and everyone like, you just have to push it. Like you got to push it past that point of pain. And I'm like, I am like, I'm pushing it as hard as I can. I like, I use a stretching strap to bend my knee. And I would be like putting the strap on my foot and like pulling as hard as I can. Like my knee just isn't bending. I'm not fighting it. 
I even had my PT like taught Michael how to do like my mobilizations at home and all these things. So I was like working it pretty hard. Um, I felt crazy. Everyone was telling me, Lexi, with the amount of PT you've done, with the amount of movement you've done, there's no way that all of this scar tissue has grown back in like that amount of time. And I was just saying, well, I don't know what to fucking tell you because that is how it feels to me. I feel the same today as I did when I went in for that surgery before I got it, you know, sorry. That is the, that is the truth. That is what I'm feeling. Um, so I went to my six week, um, this, okay. I'll also say this is when I really started reading. Like I was already reading and trying to figure out like what's going on, hear about other people who've maybe had similar cases. I was contacting a bunch of kind of physical therapists. Like, have you ever had someone who's gone through this and then had to do it again or like hasn't gotten better, like gone through the manipulation, the second surgery, and then that's not made them better. Like I was trying to figure out if this was at all normal. Um, and I was reading, 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 and I'm not talking like WebMD, you guys. <laughs> I'm talking like research, like public published research studies in like journals, like 25 page plus research studies, reading, you know, annotating, making notes, all these things. Um, I went for my six week post-op appointment and like she fully gaslit me. I felt that way at my two week appointment too. But so basically I, I went to my two week appointment after surgery number two and nothing changed between my two week appointment and my six week appointment. And at my six week appointment, I was like, I'm still limping. Like I can't straighten my knee. I can't bend my knee. Like I'm still swollen. Like what is going on? You know? And you can look at my knees. Like you guys probably even see in, in photos, they don't look the same. <laughs> like my left knee, it looks puffy. It looks weird. It looks like something isn't right, you know? But my doctor, Dr. L, looks me fully in the eye and is like, oh my gosh, it's looking so much better. And I'm like, what? Like it has not, it has legitimately not changed. Like nothing is better. I'm not getting better. I can't walk. I hobbled in here. What do you mean? How are you looking in me, me in the eye and saying nothing has changed? Um, she continued to tell me to get therapy, that I just have anxiety about the injury. I'm like, what do you mean I have anxiety about the injury? Like, I can't do anything. <laughs> like, I can't function. <laughs> That's not anxiety. That's like, my knee doesn't work, you know? Anyways, looking back, I'm just like, oh my freaking God. Um, so I asked at that point for an MRI. I was like, I look, I really want to get another MRI. She did not do another MRI before my second surgery, which looking back, I should have asked for that too. But anyways, um, asked for another MRI and she also suggested this appointment was on September 13th, which was like a Wednesday. And she suggested that I come into her office on Friday September 15th and meet with this other physical therapist that like comes into her clinic, like her office, her doctor's office every week and like helps to like troubleshoot kind of like problem patients, like problem solving or like works with like return to sport patients who are like about to graduate PT. So she's like, okay, here's, I'll get you your MRI if you really want it, but like come into my office, come meet with this PT. She's really great, blah, blah, blah. Looking back, looking back at that, I wish I wouldn't have gone, <laughs> but I go because I'm like desperate. I'm like, I'll try anything if this girl is going to like see my leg with a new set of eyes and like find the solution. Great. Um, we will call this you know what? I'll just call her by her name. You don't know her last name. Candace. <laughs> the Candace incident. So I go into the office <laughs> to meet with this new PT and like, it's so sad. It's laughable. This is the part of the story where like, I might cry. Um, I go into the office. This girl just like lays into me for like an hour, right? Like she is bending my leg with as much force as like she physically can. My body is shaking and sweating. Like I'm in like a full like sympathetic nervous system like response, but I'm so determined at this point. Like I, part of the reason I went to the appointment 
was to like prove to Dr. L that my pain tolerance wasn't the problem. Like I wanted to go in there and be like, you have your girl do her program on me and I will show you that I can tolerate it. And my pain tolerance is not the only reason that my knee isn't getting normal. Like it has nothing to do with me not pushing hard enough because I was sick of getting blamed. You know, like I was sick of getting blamed for not pushing myself hard enough, not being able to tolerate the pain, being too anxious to move my knee. I'm like, sure, have at it. You fucking try, bitch. Like that is how I felt. So I went to the appointment and like looking back, I can see that she probably said to her to the physical to candace was like hey this girl is coming in you know we got to just show her who's boss like show her how hard she needs to be working show her how to bend it and like i see that in retrospect but in the moment i didn't see how like dumb i was for going through that so whatever i go through that appointment and another thing about that is too that day i went right from that appointment to the airport for my boston trip and then i was in boston and nantucket for like 10 days on the east coast 11 days a lot of walking obviously in cities wedding whatever and i told them that at the appointment i was like hey i'm going straight to the airport from here like don't screw me up like i'm going straight to the airport from here i cannot be like unable to function you know um i went to the airport i was super swollen which is obviously like i swell on planes pretty badly just that's what happens to anybody's like you know think about your rings get tighter on planes obviously when i have an injury on my knee i'm swelling but i go to boston i'm a little swollen i wake up in the morning we start walking like to go get breakfast or something i couldn't walk like i was completely debilitated um a whole like new type of pain i don't even know how to describe it to you guys like i would take one step and like my entire leg was like spasming like and before that physical therapy appointment i was very frustrated because i could only bend my knee to like 90 degrees and i could get it mostly straight but like you guys saw like my steps and sun post like i was doing walks around my block twice a day so i was being i was able to walk like over a mile a day um i could like run errands and do stuff like that and i wasn't in like miserable pain like my knee hurt but it wasn't like debilitating type of pain it was just like my knee hurts which sucks anyways but like i could walk on it you know that's the point i'm trying to get across in boston i could not walk like I would bend my leg like the teensiest, tiniest bit, like one degree. And my whole leg would just like shooting pain through my whole leg. And then I'd put my leg down again to take like the next step. And like, I just couldn't do it. Like I would take maybe three steps and then have to like sit on the ground, like in the sidewalk in Boston. We're just like sitting on the curb and I'm like crying. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get home. <laughs> like it was not good. And luckily, like I was with my friend, Rachel, you know, you guys all saw like the stories from that and everything. And this is where I'm like Instagram versus reality because you guys are seeing this like reel of like my trip to Boston and like, you know, cute pics and all these things when we are taking tiny video clips of like 10 seconds when i'm actually able to get like 20 steps at a time and then the rest of the time we're like intermittently taking three steps stopping for five minutes sitting on the curb like it was not it was not the way that it seemed <laughs> you know um it was pretty brutal and um and that was like my whole trip was like pretty tough um one week later so when i got to nantucket which would have been the next thursday and it hadn't really gotten better like it was a little better but i still struggled a lot in nantucket i emailed my doctor's office and i said hey i just wanted to update you because i was in for this pt appointment with candace a week ago i'm you know i'm completely debilitated i can't walk i like explained what was going on um it was multiple paragraphs i just like I wanted to update them. I wasn't trying to threaten them or like anything. I just wanted to be like, hey, this is what's happening. Like SOS, help me. Um, and then at the end I was like, and I just wanted to check in about my MRI because it's been over a week. I still haven't heard from the imaging center. 
I never got a reply to that email and immediately within like an hour got a message from the imaging center. So hmm, look who didn't call in my MRI until I sent a desperate email. Uh, and that is when I like really started to realize like this doctor is not going to help me. Like that's when I really started to realize like, wow, I have actually been getting like brushed off because my doctor, she's very nice, very sweet. Like she looks at you and nods and makes you feel like she's listening. But like the, that was the moment when I was like, this person does not have my best interest in mind. Like this person is not going to help me. And I started getting like scared, you know? So this is like September 20th at this point-ish. Um, I got home from my trip on September 25th, I think. So yeah, I was gone from like the 15th to the 25th of September. And this is also like really when I started investigating other doctors. So I got MRI number two on September 28th and I made like three other doctor's appointments with three different doctors. Um, I asked for all of my... Oh, I asked for all of my records and my notes from my doctor's office because I wanted to have them. Guys, reading her notes about me, like, it was potentially, like, the most infuriating thing that I've ever experienced in my life. Like, I wanted to scream. I think I did scream. I just, like, sat in front of my computer for, like, hours and just, like, read her notes and was so mad. Um... Because, like, all the times that she told me, like, you know, I hear you, I'm listening to you, um, and then I read her notes, and they're all just, like, patient has anxiety about moving her knee, patient, like, refusing to move her knee due to anxiety, patient has low pain tolerance, like, oh my god, I was never so mad in my life. I'm like, dude, this doctor has now wasted, you know, months of my life, just let them go by because she thinks I'm, what, scared to move my knee? no, I'm not scared to move my knee. I'm scared that I'm going to live the, the rest of my life like this. I would do anything to move my knee. So that was a pretty tough blow. Um, anyways, I will not cry. Um, I got MRI number two back and immediately, you know, sent it over to the other doctors that I had appointments with and my PT and shocker all the scar tissue was back which my doctor said was quote impossible that didn't happen it happened it was all back so all the scar tissue is back in my knee and this is my current situation by the way um my other meniscus is now torn like my lateral meniscus i had my medial meniscus repaired my lateral meniscus is now torn which if you ask me and I've talked to my physical therapist about this too, because like lateral meniscus is related to like hamstring and like back of the knee. And when I was on the East Coast, a lot of the pain I was having was like in the back of my knee and in my hamstring. Like, so I'm not going to point fingers, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Candace incident is what tore that other meniscus because literally it was like that happened overnight like that was not a painful thing before and now it is and then I got my MRI back and shocker my meniscus is torn um so okay then I go to my other doctor's appointments and like every single doctor like I all three of them that I went to I sat in their office and they looked at my knee and they were like yeah this is not good this is not normal this is like you need we need to fix this and I literally like bald <laughs> because it was like the first time that I actually felt validated like in the whole process I finally someone was like looking at my knee and not just being like you're fine it looks great when it obviously wasn't like they were looking at my knee and being like oh yeah this is like not good this is not normal like you can't live like this and I'm like thank you um I'm like getting teary talking about it, but they all, um, all three basically said the same thing. Like they all said, you know, you, you, you're going to need surgery again because just anatomically, like with the scar tissue in your knee that's in there right now, it's not just going to like disappear and it's not just going to be like worked out with PT or like movement. And I know a lot of like 
physical therapists and stuff talk about like oh you just like gotta break up scar tissue with like movement and stuff but like it's just this isn't that type of thing um and here's where it gets complicated is now we're trying to figure out like why is my body responding because okay surgery is a trauma right and this is where a lot of that like mind body stuff i talked about earlier kind of comes in surgery is a trauma to your body like it's a big trauma and so is injury and like i said i had a pretty severe knee injury like pretty severe (laughs) and the inflammation never went down before I went into surgery. So I went into a trauma with already my, my leg was like super inflamed, hadn't like calmed down. Um, and then shocker, a bunch of scar tissue formed. And because my nerve block didn't work, I was in so much pain. That's obviously like in your brain too. Like your body is viewing that as like a trauma and it's reacting. Um, so already inflamed, suffer the trauma of the surgery, suffer extreme pain. And then scar tissue is like the first stage of healing is inflammation, right? Like that's part of it. You get inflamed and then you heal and that inflammation goes away. So like basically I'm having this dysregulated like inflammatory response where the inflammation isn't going away and it's just continuing, 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 basically overhealing, right? And producing all this scar tissue. So now we're in this position where we're like, why is my body responding to surgery in this way? And you see how we're in a pickle because the only way to get the scar tissue out is by doing a surgery and getting it out but my body is responding to that by creating more (laughs) so you see the conundrum and like i'm terrified to get surgery again because i'm like oh my god what if i get worse i don't want to get worse but also if i don't get surgery again i'm basically just committing to be like how i am now and like be stuck like this which like isn't a way of living for me like i can't sit on my butt all day I'm 29 um and I know I mentioned earlier like reading lots of research studies and I can post what I read in like in the show notes if anyone is like interested in that stuff or have any other healthcare professionals listening but basically talking about arthrofibrosis which is you know scar tissue of the joint scarring of the joint and it talks about how you know some people just have this like dysregulated response and if your knee is in this process of like consistent inflammation and you go in and do another trauma to it it can like make it worse um but there's all these like cytokines and different types of cells so it talks about how you know in some cases going in and taking out all of that like dysfunctional tissue where a lot of those types of cells are like hosted for lack of better words it can kind of stop the cascade so like different things can happen you know and there's a it's a complicated thing because there's no solution sadly like they don't know how to fix this right now um per like the research and per my doctors so That's why I like really need a doctor that is going to listen to me and like not brush me off. I'm clearly dealing with a deeper problem and like my doctor didn't do anything wrong per the textbook. (laughs) And like I said at the beginning, like my doctor is my, my old doctor, Dr. L, very into like research and all that stuff. And I feel like she was just looking, sitting there looking at me, a client who wasn't getting better who couldn't move her knee and saying, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. Even though like my knee is wrong. <laughs> like she's sitting here and she's like, no, you're fine. Cause I did it right. And she did like, she did repair my ACL. Right. But my knee is still wrong. And like, I'm still not better. And it was just like full gaslighting, like the craziest thing ever. I'm like, you're sitting here telling someone that can't walk normal can't squat, can't run, can't do anything, that there's nothing wrong because you technically did the surgery right. 
Um, and like, I guess for perspective, like this is in my job. If I sat there and I used a macro calculator and I told a client like, okay, your maintenance calories is 2000 and for a deficit, it's 1800 and they ate that much and they didn't lose weight. And me just being like, nope, you're, it's fine. It's working. And they're like, no, it's not like, no, it's my job to be like, okay, you know, like, let's give it some time. If it's not working, let's maybe look at your biofeedback. What could be wrong there? Or, you know, maybe you've been eating the wrong amount for a long time and we need to put you through an extended like reverse diet. Like your body has to feel safe before it's going to lose weight again. We need to upregulate your metabolism. Maybe we need to go get some thyroid labs done. It's not me just saying, well, you know, according to the book, 1800 calories, it's a deficit. So I don't know, just keep doing that. Like that's insane. You know, that's freaking nuts. So there's that. And I hope, I, I think just like saying that there's no cure, there's no solution to like what I'm going through. I get very frustrated when like people on Instagram, like God love you. Like if you've said anything to me, like trying to be encouraging or anything like that, like you're going to get through this or just like be strong. Like you'll be normal again soon. Like ever, you know, you're going to heal, keep healing. Like I'm not healing, you know, and we don't technically know if I will or if I won't. So it's very like upsetting if this isn't like a normal injury trajectory. Like if I would have just gotten my ACL torn, gotten surgery and been on the normal healing path, I wouldn't be fully like cleared for everything yet. It's like a 12 month recovery, but like I, that it's, it would suck, right? Like it would suck to go through surgery, go through injury at all. Like that's not fun, but not knowing if I'm going to get better is like what gets me. So when people are like, just keep going, I'm like, okay, like it just sucks hearing that. Um, but I want to be nice. Like when people say things to me, I just want to be like, thank you. Like they're, I, I can't explain myself to every person. It's like, and you guys, I've been talking for 46 minutes telling my whole story. So when people like ask me about it or like say something, like I kind of just have to sit there and be like, thank you. Or I just have to say like, I can't talk about this because I can't give all the context to every single person. Even this, I feel like is pretty like shrunken down. Like the only people that really know what's going on with my knee are like Michael, cause he's in it every single day with me. Um, and my, like my best friend. And then like my mom really only stays updated when I get a chance to like call her and talk to her for like two hours and like fully update her. Like it's just too much. Like there's no possible way to give everyone like context. That's why I'm doing this. If you don't care, <laughs> don't listen. But like if you're listening, I don't know, hopefully it gives like perspective. Um, and I want to tell people I'm like, I appreciate everyone's support so much. I like don't want it to seem like I don't. It's just like I do not have the capacity to like talk like this to every single person, all of my clients. Like I love them and I know they're like, I hope you're okay. How are things? And I'm like, I just can't tell you. Like I can't possibly have the time to tell you. Um, so that's that. Um, I'm going into surgery again on Tuesday. I think I'm going to put Halloween. Um, I think I'm going to post this podcast on Tuesday. So while I'm getting cut open, you guys can hear about it. <laughs> um, basically going into the surgery, my biggest goal, we're doing the same thing. So they are going to manipulate my knee, take the scar tissue out, and also they are going to fix my other meniscus and potentially they're going to release or like take out that lateral extra ligament that Dr. L added, the LAT procedure. My new doctor wants to take that out. He thinks that might be hindering some of my motion. That was also a place I had a ton of pain after my original surgery. He thinks it's just too tight, too much tension. Um, fixing the lateral meniscus, taking the scar tissue out. So here's where things get tricky too, is like the more damage you're doing to that knee, the more procedures you're doing to that knee when they open me up, the more of a trauma it is, the more likely I am to develop scar tissue. Um, also, a big way of getting rid of scar tissue and the reason I have to go to physical therapy every single day is because movement helps to like prevent 
that scar tissue from building up. But also, if you're doing too strenuous of movement and that's like a trauma, like the Candace incident, then that can, you know, start that inflammatory reaction and cause scar tissue too. So it's really touchy because you want to be moving, but you don't want to be moving too aggressively that you're putting trauma on the knee. Um, I now need to fix this stupid fucking meniscus, but when you have a meniscus tear, you have to be braced, immobilized, and on crutches. So like wearing my brace and being not weight-bearing is obviously not good for the scar tissue thing, but I'm having a lot of pain. So like they have to probably fix that. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, I'm nervous. My new doctor is putting me on some prescriptions. I'm trying some supplements that my coach and her mentor and me have all like talked about and researched. So we've got some new supplements. Um, I have a new medication. I'm going to a new physical therapist again that my new doctor wants me to go to. Uh, they have me going every day for three weeks, which my appointments are like an hour-ish and it takes me a little about 30-ish, a little more than 30 minutes to get there. So an hour of driving every day, an hour of being there, that's at least two hours of my life to physical therapy at, just at the place. Then I have to do it at home too. Um, I have done, obviously biggest goal is getting the inflammation down before the surgery so I don't go in swollen. So I'm really trying to not do any workouts this week. I'm not doing any steps this week. I'm icing a ton. Um, I am trying to eat like a good amount of like antioxidants and like anti-inflammatory foods. Like I'm eating like healthy fats and a lot of like dark leafy greens and stuff like that. Um, I have canceled multiple trips, which sucks. I was supposed to be on a business retreat this past week that I had to cancel, which sucks. But like, I just couldn't risk being swollen going into the surgery. I'm not going on my Thanksgiving trip anymore. Um, I started somatic therapy. Um, so yeah, just like a lot going on there. <laughs> I'm doing a lot and it sucks. So I also want to talk about this inj injury too and how I'm like making it through because that's it's also hard in many ways and I think people are like interested in this and I think not everyone goes through what I'm going through in the sense of this injury but a lot of people go through hard things in their life whether it be hard phases or getting sick or getting you know smaller injuries like we all go through stuff and I think it's really easy to get super down on yourself or quit or whatever um and I'm not saying I don't have my days right but something I do pride myself on is like I'm not the type of person where I have like this end goal or this end timeline where I'm just like, I need to achieve X by this day and then I'm done. It's like, I really do wake up every day and I'm just like, how can I do my best today? Like that really is my mindset. And I don't dwell if like yesterday I maybe didn't do the absolute best I could do. Like I try not to dwell on that. Um... Yeah, and I just keep going. <laughs> so let's talk about the different kind of aspects. I'll start with mindset, I guess. Um, basically, I've just had to like abolish any form of all or nothing mindset. Like that just doesn't work. And I'm, I posted about this a couple weeks ago, but like people are often like, oh, you're still working out like with the way you are, like you're still going to the gym. And I'm like, yeah, like I still go to the gym. I still, you know, do my upper body like I do my workouts. I try to keep my normal routine. A couple years ago, like, you know, if you told me five years ago, six years ago that this was my workout routine, I'd be like, what's the point? You know, what's the point of even doing that? Well, it keeps me sane. And you know what? Muscle in any part of my body is helping with glucose regulation and all the things, and that keeps me healthier. Um, training is really important. Even training like my upper body or like my left leg, those are all good for helping to preserve muscle and like my whole body helps with muscle protein synthesis. So there's a lot of benefits. And even though one of my workouts is literally I just go to the gym and sit on a bench and do seated overhead press, seated Arnold press, seated lateral raises and incline press, like that's it. That is still worthwhile to me. Like that is still important. So 
basically had to get rid of any form of all or nothing mindset and just do whatever I freaking can. Um, this goes with business too. Like I said, this is extremely time consuming. Um, a couple weeks ago, I've, I probably spent 15 hours in PT in doctor's appointments. Like that's a good chunk of your work week, you know? Um, and it sucks. Like, I really just want to grind. Like, I went into this year thinking that it was going to be, like, such a great year for me with my business and, like, my life. Like, I wanted to potentially get pregnant and, like, I can't do that anymore. Obviously, I can't walk. I can't have a baby. Um, yeah, it's just hard. But, yeah, abolish any form of all or nothing mindset. And I think being forced into that is, like, you know, I don't. it's not really something I struggle with anymore. Um coping with food and just stress in general like you know are there days that I just want to be like you know what f it I just want to sit in bed and eat ice cream yes of course you guys of course there are days like that or I'm just like who even cares and I'll talk more about my body image in a second but like I need to focus on using food to like heal myself and feeling good in like whatever way I can like I would not feel good if I was like bloated gaining weight all these things so like I've been eating the same way I normally do which is like balanced like I hit my protein goal like you know eat healthy food most of the time if I want a freaking cookie I eat a cookie I put Oreos in my creamy every night like you know just the normal stuff um and then I'll talk about body image too obviously the body image side is tough and I'll be honest when I got injured originally like the first thing one of the first things I thought about was like oh my gosh how am I going to manage this when I like can't move like am I going to gain a bunch of weight like I did think about that because it's like I've spent so much time building muscle and like building this body this metabolism that like I genuinely love and I was like am I going to lose that like on top of losing my ability to be active and be functional and do everything I love and like holy crap this is my job even like fitness is my job I'm losing everything am I also going to lose the way I like look feel am I not going to fit in my clothes like I was scared there for a second um I had just gotten my labs back too like a month and a half ago so I'm on this like huge like hormone healing journey and like I want to get my period back and all that and now I'm just like oh my god everything is ruined like I was really upset um and you know what my body has changed like I have lost muscle you guys can see my legs like in pictures my left leg is like half the size of my right leg and even my right leg has lost some muscle frankly so and my whole body is just like a little bit softer than it was before and I'll tell you I was weighing around like 139 140 when I originally got injured um, I think the lowest the scale got for me was like 132 um, and it was hard to eat like right after surgery because I was just couldn't get out of bed you know I was on the medications and all these things but so scale went down and then as I got back to lifting a little bit, got back to moving, started eating more again, um, scale went back up and I actually haven't weighed in a couple of weeks, but it was closer to like 135. So that was a little bit hard for me because I was like, well, I'm obviously not gaining muscle back. I'm not lifting. Um, so that just means I lost a lot of like muscle and I'm like gaining some fat back. Um, and you can see it in my pictures and stuff, but it is what it is, you know, and I know, again, I'm doing my best every single day, I'm eating a lot of protein, I'm lifting what I can, and, like, this is just the phase I'm in, right? Um, I did get my period back, of course, so that's exciting, and yeah, um, maintenance calories, I think that's another thing to speak about, too. Obviously, those changed. I went from someone who was, like, extremely active, I walked 10k steps ish a day most days some days a little less some days a little more I lifted four times a week pretty intensely like two leg days two upper body days pretty intense lifts um I I I did a like a lot of active things outside of my workouts like you know we took our dog to the park we did ski um hike all that stuff now I can't do any of that 
So yeah, my maintenance calories did change. I was maintaining my like 139, 140, eating probably, I'll just say roughly around 2000 calories. I would say between like 1900 and 2100, maybe more some days like vacations and stuff, but roughly like 2100, 2000 calories for me to stay at like 140 pounds. Um, now I've definitely gained a little body fat, lost a little muscle and my like kind of maintenance calories are more like 1600. I would say roughly I eat depending on the day, like 15, I'll say 1500 calories on average, 15, 16, maybe. Um, it's, it sucks. Like it's not super fun. I'm like eating 400, 500 calories less a day. Um, but that's just kind of what happens when you're moving less. I made a post about this recently too, because I feel vulnerable talking about it because I'm like, wow, I'm someone that encourages women to like eat more food. And now I'm here and like, I'm not eating that much food, but you know, your intake matches your lifestyle. And right now my lifestyle just isn't super active. And I still am doing my best to eat as much micronutrient dense food as I can. Um, that's obviously really important. It makes it tough for me to fit more fun foods in, but like I still do when I, when I really want them and stuff like that. So I'm still living a balanced lifestyle, practicing what I preach and all that jazz, but yeah, it sucks. So I guess that's something to take away. And another thing I preach is like, if you guys want that more flexible lifestyle with more food, like you kind of got to move, you got to build the muscle tissue and all those things, or it is going to be hard to maintain like a leaner body eating more. Now, could I have stayed eating 2000 calories and just kind of like gained 10 pounds or however much? I don't even know. And like chilled. Sure. I could have, but I just didn't really want that. So I kind of adjusted my intake based on how I wanted to stay. And I'll also say my appetite just wasn't the same. So like I kind of just intuitively like started eating a bit less and then found out where that consistent point was. So that's that. Um, lifestyle wise, again, it's just been really hard. I feel like a piece of me has like died kind of, and I'm like mourning my life in a way. And like, it's very scary because I'm like, if it's just a year, then okay. I missed out on like a year of hiking, but the thought of like not getting better and being like, is this just how it is now? Um, that's very scary. So life has been tough. Um, work is obviously hard because I'm a fitness coach. I'm a health coach. I can't do the things I like love and like I talk about and preach about. Um, so that's hard. It's hard like pouring myself into so many other women when sometimes I feel like there's not much like in me <laughs> to do it. So that's tough. I haven't taken on as many new clients as I normally would have, but like, again, it's up to me to like manage my energy and stuff. Um, I still feel like I'm give, I give 100 to like the clients that I have and like that's what's most important to me. So love them all and like so grateful to have them and their support too. But yeah, it's hard. Um, and I just wanna like shake people upside the head and be like, please like take care of your body. <laughs> like it's so important. So it's tough. Um, but yeah, I guess that's kind of my story and like what all has went down with my knee. I hope that you gained something from this, even if it's just, we all go through hard shit. Um, we all go through hard times. Don't give up. You know, I'll also say like, I, like I said, I just started somatic therapy and okay, before I go, I want to make this very clear too. My doctor was telling me to start therapy because she thought I had anxiety about moving my knee. I started somatic therapy, not because of that. I started somatic therapy because I'm thinking, you know, is there some type of like nervous system dysregulation that is causing me to have this infl inflammatory, like immune response of building scar tissue. Does that make sense? So she's telling me you're anxious about moving your knee, go to therapy. And I'm saying, but is the mind-body connection the reason, the root cause of this scar tissue coming up? And to many people, that probably sounds extremely like woo-woo, but I'm looking through every avenue at this point. And I think a big like 
place where our healthcare system is lacking is like surgeons know how to cut therapists know how to talk about mindset and not a lot of people lean into like how the body and the mind are connected and how the body talks to the brain not necessarily how the brain talks to the body so that's why i'm going to somatic therapy um and i'm very grateful for like my coach too if for no other reason than having like an ear like someone to talk to i know a lot of people are like there's no point in paying someone to coach you when like you're not reaching your physique goals or whatever and i just i'm firmly not a believer in that i think having someone in your corner who's helping you look out for your health is always valuable i don't know if i'll ever not have a coach like again doesn't matter if i have a goal or not you know um and i can't wait for the comeback so cheers thanks for being here if you listened all this way you're the best um let me know if you have any questions and have a great day thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the get your health together podcast i hope you enjoyed it along with some steps and sun If you love the episode, don't forget to share it with a friend or tag me on Instagram. And if you have a question, never hesitate to shoot me a DM. See you next time.